I'm Laura Linney, and this is Masterpiece Classic. Welcome to the Lords of Grantham podcast. Last time on Downton Abbey, uh, there was a flower competition in town, and the Dowager took an L. Thomas absconded wine, and Bates caught him. How will that play out in episode 6? We'll talk about it. And Mary was still having problems with committing to Matthew. As always. Let's carry on with the episode. Fight the power! And welcome back to the Lords of Grantham podcast. Just want to give a reminder to the audience that we still have tickets available to the Downton Abbey exhibit. Yeah, right out the gate. We want to let you guys know all we're asking is for a five-star review. Or just subscribe to us on iTunes and let us know that you're you're following us. Or one of the Stitcher podcasts uh, if you're on an Android device. Uh, the tickets are good for weekday visiting of the Downton Abbey exhibit. Yes. And if you listen to the last podcast, you know that we both loved it. Yeah, and you know that we're both going to try to make an effort to be involved in some capacity with your visit to the exhibition. Yeah, if you want to meet with us for a drink, we're, we're available. Yeah, absolutely. Have some mead. and just, No, mead is like a, a pirate drink, right? Is mead like an old English drink? It's an old drink. It's heavy. It's thick. Oh, yeah, so maybe we'll find some mead. <laughs> Something that will put us down really quick. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited to get back to talking about the show. Yeah, it was a, a little break. With the exhibition episode and taking last week off. Yeah, but uh, episode six, a lot happens. A lot happens. A lot inter- of interconnecting stories in like very complicated ways. Uh, let's just get into it. Well, before we get into it, there was one unanswered question leaving episode five. What was that? We were questioning what exactly a snuff box was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I've... surprise, it's just a box that holds snuff. So just tobacco. Oh, all right. So it's a fun fun habit that we didn't know Lord Grantham had. A, a very literal interpretation of a, a snuff box. Good to know. Yeah, nothing more. <laughs> nothing sinister. Yeah, no, no snuff films or photographs it's or anything. Reassuring. All right, so episode six. Yeah. Jumping right in. Yeah, it's a, it's a heated episode with politics. Yeah, and it is, I believe, nine months after the last episode, episode five. So a whole, a baby could have been conceived in oh they reference like the the timeline on this episode a couple times with Bates saying he's been there for two years and I'm like right we're on episode six like how did two years elapse already <laughs> it's uh then they all look the same they haven't aged at all it, it just seems only like, a year and they're adults yeah yeah I guess so I mean but the dowager when you start to think about how old the dowager is she's <laughs> just they ever outright say how old she's supposed to be she's just old she's, she's very old old as mead <laughs> old yeah thick as me yeah <laughs> Uh, but the episode starts with um, some revolutionary stuff happening for um, women's rights, and uh, and Sybil's in the thick of it. Yeah, she's there. Yeah, and, and, she's like a fish out of water. Yeah, and you you want to think like, is this because Branson, her no good uh, chauffeur, just getting her into these politics, You're jumping right into Lord Grantham's POV there? He, <laughs> I, you know, Branson, he's he's a charming guy. I can see how he can like get someone to you know see his point of view with politics. Yeah, and he's that he doesn't seem he seems to have a, like a leash on Lady Sybil. Well, yeah, I mean he's literally her ride. Like, 
But he, you know, like he's definitely asserting himself more. Yeah, yeah. And she but might, I guess the point of that character—he's—he was sneaking in the window a couple of us with the frock. <laughs> oh, right, that's right. He's peering through the he's window. He's a real—he's a—he's a ballsy man. He gets in there, uh, but I guess Sybil, Sybil is taking to it on her own, you know, way in her own ways with like helping Gwen and stuff. So she actually is into like you know making change happen. Uh, this is a big, big episode for that, for especially for these two. Grantham's angry about it. Grantham, Lord, the Lord does not love it. He snaps at her. He, he is, uh, he's, he's letting her know. He says, "How dare you?" You know, like. <laughs> and is that after the first one or the second one that he says, "How dare you?" I think that's after the second rally that she goes to, because the first one, you know, he's not happy about it, and then like, you know, everyone has their misgivings, and even Edith says, uh, "There could be a riot at one of those things." And then a riot actually happens oh, yeah. when she goes. And it was funny when watching because I forgot what happened in this episode. It was like, oh, shut up, Edith. Like, you know, again, like, oh, a riot's going to break out. Like, a riot's going to actually happen. And then a riot. Yeah, Sybil gets clocked, man. She gets <laughs> knocked on the ground. And I like it's like a, a t- old TV show like that doesn't have action violence where she falls and then they put their hand on her head and there's blood on the hand. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> Oh, she, she's down. Oh, she, nobody can just fall and not get blood on their head in a TV show. Right. And she's like concussed because she's like passed out on the couch. <laughs> like, my God, I, it was really hard fighting for civil rights back in the day. Yeah, in England, too. Yeah, yeah. God knows those uh, charmed Grantham kids need to have their vote and their voices heard. Well, she, her, Mary and Edith don't seem to mind not having their rights. Yeah, yeah. They, they're, they're rich. They don't care. Uh Luckily, Matthew was there to knock the other guy out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Matthew kind of swoops in like Batman. Which is funny because, again, like, you know, we know the actor um, Steve, what's his name, uh, who plays Matthew. We know him today as like a lean cut dude and everything. But he's still like this paunchy dude on Down Abbey. And like, he just comes in there and just like. Isn't it Dan Stevens? Dan Stevens. What did I say, Steve? <laughs> Dan Steve. Really on, I'm really on the ball today. But, uh,. Yeah, he clocks the other guy. <laughs> he like, walks in, and like Branson and Matthew are like a dynamic duo. <laughs> it is true. I would watch a show with them, just like you know, fighting for civil rights. Just like a, a rich guy who doesn't want to be rich, and a, a revolutionary who's like a getaway driver. <laughs> yeah, I watch a Fast and the Furious with those two as the lead. <laughs> what kind of show is that? It's like they're going like fifteen miles an hour down the road. <laughs> oh, let's not talk about cars in Downton Abbey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. No, no, no. no. Uh, but what else is uh, going on in this episode? Well, we know what's going on with uh, everybody's favorite cook. Oh, Patmore! <laughs> oh my God, she's really laying into Daisy. <laughs> like, and it's proven she has cataracts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I f- I feel bad for Daisy because like she's the one telling her doing everything that she's doing everything wrong. But you, Patmore, you're the problem. And poor Daisy. <laughs> like, poor yeah, Daisy really gets the the. The, the brunt of Patmore's rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For whatever, you know, Patmore is a very interesting character, I guess. Mm-hmm. She's very matronly and and mean. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing to really like about her. Yeah, they, re- they really, she's not likable. No. Like you say, they really don't put any effort into making her a character that's just a sh- if it wasn't true. Yeah. Like, she just is miserable. If it wasn't for the fact that the... Um, the downstairs kind of acts as a family. Like, that's the only thing. Like, she's like the angry... Well, she's not the mother, because that's really Hughes. Yeah. So it's like... She's like... 
your next door neighbor. Yeah, yeah. You can't help but like you know she's part of the the whole. She's not going anywhere. She paid off that house years ago, so she's always going to be there. And you're going to have to like her cooking. Yeah, yeah. Just have to deal with it. Uh, in terms of other like side characters going on downstairs, we're just working our way up to the more important characters. Uh, but William, <laughs> I, I, watching this, I was like, why are we focusing any time on this guy? Like him with Mary, like outside, like he was just. With the horse? horse. Yeah, just petting a horse. And uh, it's just a really odd scene. Like, they're just interacting. And then somehow Mary catches wind um, from Isabel that, like, William's mother is sick. <laughs> like, just really odd interconnecting pieces here. Mm-hmm. And then she gives William the, the heads up to uh, go see his mother because she knows, like, uh, that she's sick. This, I found, like, aside from just, like, I don't care about William, really. I mean, like... Yeah, I feel bad for him with Thomas being mean to him and like Thomas calls him a, a clumsy clodhopper in this episode. I mean, he's not wrong exactly. He so he is a clumsy clodhopper. Yeah, but this this whole storyline really just irked me in that way of like this is one criticism of Downton Abbey that I have that I feel it still like rankles me. It's just like the the people who you know the Granthams, you know they. they the downstairs servants act like they're like the nicest people upstairs. They're like so benevolent to like help them and offer them shedding and everything. And like, but, and it's almost like a cipher for Julian Fellows to say like, look how nice these rich people are to their servants. When it's really like, oh, they're kind of like, they're oppressing them in some way by like, you know, like keeping them in check, you know, like scoffing when they even try to make, you know, better of themselves. So like, I, I don't, and this is the episode where Lady Mary is talking to William like, what are you doing here? You're good with horses. Shouldn't you be at your farm? Right. And William is like, ta- talks about how the Downton is a way for him to improve his lot in life. Yeah, and she can't even grasp that concept. And it, it's very interesting that service is better than, you know, like owning your own land. And Yeah. Eh, I guess we really don't know about that time. Right, that's true. So I just always find it odd that they're just so happy to have the Granthams in their lives. And it's like, you can have it so much better. Like, look at Gwen. She wants to yeah, write and be a secretary. <laughs> is, that, is that at all? That's not really present in this episode, right? Uh, not really? No, no. Uh, I think there's like a reminder that she needs help getting a job. <laughs> but uh, that's it. That's all. Yeah, that's not, <clears throat> that's not really. Gwen is not our main focus in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving up the chain, uh, let's talk about, uh, Edith. <laughs> oh, Edith. Uh, I already mentioned, mentioned her earlier, like, with her little remark about the riots breaking out, but, uh, oh my gosh, they have the, the coldest remark about her between, uh, Grantham and Cora when they're in bed. I, I wrote this, the, it down. Grantham says, poor Edith, we never talk about her. And we talk about her on the podcast, you know, begrudgingly, because who wants to talk about Edith? Uh, but Korth, Korth reminds Grantham, Edith will care for us in an old age. <laughs> what a ghastly prospect, Grantham says. <laughs> and I can't, I, I, I agree. <laughs> like, imagine having to deal with Edith, this wet rag, every day. <laughs> but not necessarily in this episode. I, I mean, depends on your point of view. <laughs> what do you mean depends? I don't think, I think this episode, Edith, Edith goes on a couple dates. Yeah. Did you, and you saw who she goes on a date with, right? It doesn't matter. Sir, Sir Anthony? Sir Anthony. Oh, no, no. That guy. Who wants to go on a date with that guy? She doesn't. Well, you see. How does it work? He comes and asks if Lady Mary wants he, to He go. wants to be with Mary. And then Mary says no, and Edith j- jumps in. 
Yeah, because she's so excited at that idea of going out with this guy. And they show them driving along the countryside or wherever. And the jokes that he makes are so awful. And she loves it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're happy for her to be getting a dud. Isn't it been proven? Like, isn't, In an earlier episode, they say Sir Anthony is Lord Grantham's age, right? Just about, I think. Yeah, like, <laughs> he has that blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> they're, in, they're in concert together. Um, and then, oh, oh my God. And then... I do feel for, feel for Edith because later on in the episode, Crantham says we may be needing to hire a nurse soon, <laughs> as if like Edith is going to get pregnant or whatever. And she, he says that in front of Edith, and she's like, "Oh my, I'm like, man, they." But Edith, I mean, I think it's a good good week for Edith. Sir, Ant- I mean, we think it's weird that Sir Anthony is taking her out. Yeah, but then the moment in the when when she comes back and Lady Mary's like. Oh, I can't do it. And Anthony's like, I didn't come here for you. I'd like to go with Edith. And it's, oh. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I mean, let the the weirdos have themselves together. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that that happens. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The other thing going on is uh, there's more drama downstairs with uh, Bates and Thomas over that wine bottle. Oh, yeah, Thomas... Those two. Yeah, because uh, Bates still has the information that um, Thomas swiped the bottle of wine, but he hasn't done anything with that in- intel. Yeah, it's definitely definitely there. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's holding it over him. But uh, Thomas is smarter because he's the one who acts on it. He, he goes to Carson and says, I know who took the wine. And he says Bates took the wine. And then what does he do? Who does he enlist to help him? I mean, O'Brien. And who else? Oh, he's, he's, Daisy. Daisy. Oh, Daisy. That's. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. My brain is slipping. Right. The same, yeah. They're the same type of character. Mousy and just. Uh, well, Daisy's more more likable. <laughs> just because. Oh, well, yeah. Def- and she's not rich. She's textually. Yes. Yeah. 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 Poor Daisy. Oh my God. Daisy. Daisy says, "I'd do anything for you." Yeah. To Thomas. It's so suggestive about it too. It's just like, come on, Daisy. You can do better. But I don't. She can. But I guess um, from the outside looking in, we know he is a troubled soul. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and she has no confidence, so she's... Uh... Yeah, but you look at her place in the in the world, and I guess it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate, but then she she's so guilt-ridden... Yeah. ...that she has to go and say that she's put up to it. Well, I mean, is she guilt-ridden or so much as uh, William puts some common sense in her? Because he says something about, like, you know, you're like you're above that or, like, or lying isn't a thing to do. So, like, at least that connects with her. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that is true. Which also, again, is, like, unrelated to William's drama with the horses and Mary and the, his mother. He's just a good guy, I guess, they're showing. He's just a decent loser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's accurate. Mud clopper or whatever. Yeah, a clumsy clod hopper. Clod hopper. <laughs> It's funny because, yeah, so they have that evidence and they hold it against Bates. And they have a scene there outside where, like, Bates is like, I've been here for two years and they still hate me. <laughs> they still look at me like I'm a, a petty thief. Yeah. And, you know, what connected to me was like, so he's really been slow playing this, like, romance with, with Anna. Like, yeah, that's, it is, he's taking a sweet time. Yeah. Like, it's clear that she's sweet on you, dude. And, like, two years, man, they, they just flew by. And you, yeah, you haven't done anything about it. Yeah. And, and, you know, so at least Daisy goes back and she, you know, says it's a lie. But freaking Thomas and O'Brien, they weasel their way out of it, you know, like 
I forget how they say like um what was it? They say Bates was a drunkard or whatever. Anyways, mm-hmm. and, like, what is the line? I think I wrote it down. A, th- a drunkard and a thief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they they just you know make him look like a sketchy character. And he doesn't. He still won't snitch on Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they like they put him right up to her. They're like, "Why won't you tell us why you know?" He's like, oh, I can't do that. And I feel like they they spent along the two years on the show as almost as a way to is that exasperate Bates. Like it's not just five episodes where he's really gotten exhausted with this behavior. It's it's just like we need to have a two year gap just to make him get really exhausted with the, all this uh, activity. It's also really strange to think that. He's holding this leverage of wine bottles for almost a year. Yeah. Oh, and that's Thomas true. Is, oh, my God. I think even... about it. It's just like, I know what you did that one time to me. I'm going, <laughs> I will hold this over your head. This is one bottle of wine. Th- Thomas is just like, <laughs> Thomas keeps it together, but he's, you can tell he's like real scared about. Yeah. What this could happen. What is Mr. Bates going to do? <laughs> I'm going to keep holding it over your head. Head. <laughs> God, I, I like, don't know what I'm who, going to do. And who knows how many bottles of wine may have been swiped in the interim, you know, like Pilford. Yeah, Pilford, rather. <laughs> and then like Bates almost kisses Anna, I think, in this episode. Oh yeah, yeah. he does. Yeah, he yeah. does. But it's like spoiled because they're like, uh who is it? Is it someone says like, get back in here or whatever, and like they just don't kiss. Almost. Two years on and it just <laughs> still hasn't happened. It's been it's been a real dry spell for for John Bates. Yeah, yeah. And you you'd think also like his limp would get worse. No, no, no it's, it's a non-issue. Yeah, same level. And we also think because uh, like this has been a developing thing with Patmore getting worse and worse. So over two years, her cataracts have just slowly just been ge- degenerating. <laughs> so she's just been. It, you need to think of all the time that they, we're not seeing these people. That she's just de- degrading poor young Daisy who has no. You know, do do you think they they leave out some of the harsh remarks that she says? We're only seeing like the softest, like mean things she says. I hope it's not the softest because she's mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is. Um, and then like in terms of two years too, because like that puts in the context the whole so Matthew and Mary like romance. Like, yeah. Well, I don't think that's two years because I think it's it's a long time, but the distance between episode one and two oh, is a that's couple true. months. That's right. So, but yes, on that note, those two have an episode. Oh, yeah. yeah Cousin yeah. Matthew, on top of saving the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says, if you like an argument argument to marry, we should see more yeah, of have each that other. Down. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's a swell line. That's like, ooh. Yeah. And right. and speaking of uh, people making out. Oh, yeah. They, they finally kiss. It's like, damn. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like... Immediately after he proposed, which I like, I know different times was like that must have been some kiss because like <laughs> it's a dry spell for these men. <laughs> That's true. They, John Bates and Matthew uh, Crawl. Yeah, they're ready to move things along. Um, it's funny too because like it's so sweet to see them drinking over sandwiches late at night, and like I was curious what those sandwiches would look like. Those sandwiches look good. They, yeah, they're just like they cut the crust off. Yeah, they're little tiny squares, like. <laughs> Oh man, that's all, a, it's all it takes to please you is just a peanut butter and jelly without the crust. That's a date to me. That, that's, well, let's, uh, just context mm-hmm. for those that that might not remember the episode. It's after this riot. <laughs> yeah, after Matthew knocks him on the grounds, and then it's like Mary, and they're all trying to keep it on the DL from Lord Grantham at Crawley House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Isabel is like the keeper of them. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, that's like, yeah, I think that's a pretty fun little subplot of, you know, 
breaking the they don't want pops to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is it's very it's good to see like people teaming up in Downton Abbey. Cuz it's for for a show, it's kind of like a fishbowl where there's only like a couple things that stay together and everything else kind of exists. Yeah. Where like Branson and Sybil and Mary and Matthew don't overlap very often. Right. And I think the show is still early on, so they're trying to figure out like the configurations of like who plays well with each other and like, oh, could we have a, a spin-off show with Branson and Thomas? Maybe. <laughs> could they steal cars and start revolutions? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Uh the other thing though, kinda hovering over this whole Mary Matthew uh stuff is uh the story of Pamuk has reached uh Turkey. Yeah, the Turkish ambassador. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Dowgerine found out, you know, like mm-hmm. This is this is not looking good for for Mary if this uh if this story spreads around. That's true. I know a lot happens in this with that. They just kind of you know that information is slowly disseminating and they they gotta get her married. She's got to get checked up with uh, Matthew before her reputation gets totally driven through the the dirt, the mud. Yeah, like Sybil and Gwen in the last episode. But I mean, so you, you think though, like if they got married, does that do anything to take away from the fact that? There's a story out there that Pamuk died in Mary's bed. Like, you know, I guess in terms of preserving the legacy, that's the important thing. But there's still going to be some shame out there on the Grantham name. Yeah. I mean, in those days, how much did that kind of stuff matter? It seems like everybody know. How did, like... Oh, I think that's Is that, everything. like, the equivalent of, a like, a blog post? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, that that's the that's the media right then i mean like letters yeah yeah written yeah. to ambassadors yeah and that gets uh, you know sent around like i don't know I, I think for like mary and them like grant like the name is important that's all they have that is their job is preserving that name so like to have that be ruined yeah it's serious business so hopefully yeah she can get married to matthew and they have a beautiful baby boy or girl to carry on the name and they can before it all Kamal gets... Pamuk's ghost haunts them. <laughs> I mean, we, well, we watched the last episode. We know there's not a ghost in that room. <laughs> well, we really don't know if there's not a, a ghost. That's true. It's never addressed. Yeah, that, that's fair. There are lots of ghosts at Downton. I would watch that show. Yeah. Pamuk's ghost just floating around Downton Abbey. Yeah, I mean, what's his name? That actor, he is, he's a commodity on some level, right? Just <laughs> Yeah, what is he even in? Is Pamuk in other things? Yeah, yeah, he's in the Divergent series and stuff or whatever. Um, um, uh, Theo James, I think, is his name. But uh, it, yeah, I like this idea of like spinoff Down Abbey shows that are very much genre uh, shows of like <laughs> haunted Down Abbey. We have the then, action thriller of revolutions and the Scooby Doo yeah. with. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd, I'd tune into that, or even just like a. Actually, no, I wouldn't tune into a show with Anthony and Edith uh, just learning each other. No, that would be really boring. <laughs> That's one that, on that on those two characters. They're like, you can give them like 10 seconds and just tell us what they're doing and then that's it. And there's something about the look on the Anthony's face. It's like sniveling where he's just kind of like giving that look. Like, I don't know. Well, at first he seems to just be like, oh, I'll take her. Yeah, and then yeah. he just seems like, wait a minute. This child is laughing at all my terrible jokes. Yeah. She's interested in the dumb things I'm interested in. Yeah, She, just, me- she really makes, a, make a, makes him feel bad for like doubting yeah, yeah. He's, the, the two of them are two peas in a pot. Yeah. One is just 40 years older than the other one. Yeah. That's got to be so troubling to, to Grantham, though. You got the stock up on Edith, and then the stock is dropping on Mary. <laughs> and 
and then Sybil's out just rioting or whatever. Yeah, it's a bad, you know, Dad is having a rough, rough go of it. Yeah. I feel like we're running short on the episode, but like it's almost like I want to get into like the power rankings already. But like, is there anything else that we're we're missing here? Like, because a lot of this is just set up for the the finale that that's coming up next week. Yeah, that is true. Um, looking at it, looking at my notes, I guess you know we kind of jumped to the important stuff. Yeah, a lot of civil action though, because like I feel like she, you know, we haven't seen much of her yet, and. Yeah, she's just doing her thing. Yeah, I think we just about really did cover everything in the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What I mean, what do you think of Matthew's proposal to uh, to Mary? Do you think he he did it right? Where he was just kind of like softly asking her, you know, like you th- you think you want to? I, I mean, I really don't know how they. You know, I don't think they were getting down on one knee with a diamond ring. Yeah. Well, maybe it seems all very arranged. So I think right. his approach is kind of like. Everyone wants it to happen anyway, so yeah, they'll you know. He he does seem to sort of subvert what is expected of him, and it's more about feelings than it is about the entail and all that. That's stuff. true. Which speaks positively, hopefully, hopefully for how the relationship will go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's let's get to the the power rankings. Sure. So we want to start at the bottom. Who had the worst week? Um. Yeah, I mean, honorable honorable mention on my list to Pat Moore. She's not on my list because she's not as featured much in this episode. But uh, she's going through a some, negative honorable mention, or just an yeah, honorable a, neg- mention? a negative honorable mention because she's having a rough go of it. Yeah. This, okay. We'll see what happens <laughs> next time. Uh, and number three down is Bates for me because uh, the whole can't quite get it together. You can't get can't get a kiss in. Can't can't live down this this bottle of wine. Uh. Yeah. yeah, he's number three for me. He's got this burden on his in his back that he doesn't deserve. Right. Yeah. My bottom number three is is pops, Lord Grantham. Oh yeah. He's kind of got a rough go of it this week. He's, he's got a hot head. Yeah, I mean, well, that kind of dovetails my my number two is Grantham because uh, he's angry. He's got a yeah, he's a hot head. He's he's annoyed. And then the prospect of Edith being the one to watch out for him when he's old is just. That's no way to. Is that you? Not a great look. Not a great look for for Robert this week. No, no. But I did like how angry he got. Like there was. Some, oh, like, it was fun to watch. Yeah, it was like shades of like episode one when he tells the guy to get out of the house because it's just like, man, he just loses his cool. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it is his mansion, so yeah. I guess he has that right. Right. Well, my number two is uh is is a lady Sybil. Yeah. She gets knocked on on her head and bleeds and. Well, she's number one for me, actually. She's having the worst week, I think, of anyone. Like, I mean, I guess it is a major milestone for women's voting and to, like, get those rights. But she gets knocked down and then, like, told, talked down to by Grantham. Like, it's just not, it's not good. A good. Not a good week for Lady Sybil. No, she, no. She's just trying to be her. Yeah. I mean, one day. Get, yeah, Dad says, don't go. Yeah. And she thinks she's being super cool, sneaking out. So she's throwing everybody else under the bus, right? For, like Tom Branson didn't do it. Branson doesn't deserve that. Yeah, he tries to tell her, be, be a voice of reason, like don't do this stuff. Uh, but hopefully, you know, she gets to flex her right to vote one day, and you know, it'll just uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe she will. Better days ahead for her. <laughs> yeah. Well, my bottom is is my my favorite rat, Thomas. Really? Yeah, because he he thinks he's hot. You know what? Because yeah. he manipulates Daisy, okay, which is not a nice thing to do. No, 
And him and O'Brien, you know, they think they're running the show. Yeah, yeah. And they get called out. Like, people know that Bates does have the burden on his back of this, the pilfered wine. Yeah. But Carson knows he didn't do it. Well, the one thing is, it's like, at least he flipped the script enough to, like, keep Bates looking down, you know, like, by getting that uh, story about, like, you know, him being a drunkard and a liar. I think that's the one thing that keeps Thomas's stock up a little bit for me at least. I don't I mean I think he just kind of has all this this grand plan of toppling Bates, but he just can't do it. <laughs> well, we'll see, you know. I mean it's two, been yeah, 2 years and he hasn't done it, so that, that is true. Yeah, I mean, it's just like not a great week for no. for Mr. Thomas no. and O'Brien. I guess O'Brien by proxy. <laughs> yeah, one and the same. Yeah. Uh, who's up for you? Uh number 3. Number 3 is Lady Mary. Okay. Because she's got a good week. Yeah, she's, I, I, I mean we so. we've seen all the good with her and in, in Matthew. Yeah, yeah. she kind of helps. She's a cool sister to mm-hmm. Sybil. Like she's not a snitch. Yeah, I'm. Mean, the stuff about Pamuk is is hovering. Right, it's true. It's hovering, but yeah, yeah. You know, she seems to overcome it. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Um, number three, I begrudgingly I have Edith because of Sir Anthony. I have Edith as number two. I feel like she, you, there's no denying. She's Edith definitely rises to the occasion in this episode. Yeah, she woos a man. She woos a 45-year-old or 50-year-old man. He's got money. Um, for me, I sw- actually, during this podcast, I'm look, looking at my rankings now, but I was convinced actually to swap it. So uh, at number two, I now have Mary as well. Oh. Uh, just, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not every day you get proposed to. So, that's true. Yeah, that's, I didn't even say that in my number three. Yeah, so that's really good for her. It's just the, the cloud of... Um, Pamuk is just uh, keeps her from being number one. I think that's why I think I put Edith above her because if there wasn't the the mm-hmm. go, the ghost floating around Downton Abbey <laughs> pulling pranks on people, it's a it's a real thing. with Patmore's eyes. Oh my god! <laughs> you think ghosts are possessing Patmore's eyes? That's I think what... Kermal Pamuk is possessing her eyes. <laughs> that's some that's some dark stuff, man. Hey, it is what it is. And uh, who's your who's your number one? Who's having the best week? I, we all know it's cousin Matthew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I just yeah. That's why I switched it to. I had Matthew number two, but it's like nah. He he knocked out a guy. He he popped the question. He's, he's a hero. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Matthew's doing fine. He's doing more than fine. He kisses a, that might be his oh, he, first kiss. You think? If you think Downton Time in the nineteen the teens. But the thing is, like, oh man, who else would he have kissed? But the thing is, it's like it's so weird because like that's family too. Like loosely, that's family. Hey. And so his first kiss is just like a cousin. Oh man, I don't know. Kiss, hey, that's your cousin, though. Kissing cousins. Oh, but that's the norm. Everyone wants him to kiss his cousin. <laughs> Wait. So you're saying if everyone's, he, it's not his first cousin. It's a no, distant that's cousin. True. But if everyone tells you and talks you into kissing your cousin, I, I guess it's fine. It's I, a different. T- we don't know. I, I mean, I'm not going to yeah. say that's cool, but <laughs> I don't know what it was like back then. That's true. From right. the show, it seems like everybody wants him to kiss his cousin. <laughs> Wait, do you think it's like some sick thing where it's like there's some perversion and like we want to see him kiss his cousin? <laughs> I think a lot of I really can't say. <laughs> that's yeah, that's true. Everybody <laughs> wants Lady Mary and cousin. Ma- they so, call him Cousin Matthew. Oh, no. It's not even. I don't know why this didn't dawn on me earlier how weird this whole thing is. Like, 
it dawned on me watching it <laughs> seven years ago for the first time. Oh man, I don't, I don't. And he's got the best thing <laughs> because he kisses his cousin. He's like a, a rich hillbilly. And didn't someone walk in on them kissing or whatever? Like someone like distracts them too, right? I think that might be Anna and Bates. Or was it Branson who walked in on them? Or um, <laughs> <laughs> Branson in the window? Oh yeah, he's peeking in. Uh oh, the cousins are finally kissing. Oh man, it's so weird that all these goings on in this mansion. Oh man. Uh, so this is like a shorter episode, but we got to well the the big question was it a good episode of Downton Abbey? Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. One one of my big takeaways actually I noted was like the way they like even just having Mary interact with William and like um just it seems like they're weaving together the characters in a really exciting way, you know, like and like I said earlier, like they're like we haven't seen these combinations of some characters and stuff, and like it's just getting more intricate with the storytelling, and I'm really enjoying that. That is true, and this is this feels like a sort of transitional episode. Yeah, with yeah. some hooks at the end to keep you going for what is ultimately the finale. Right, and uh, we'll see how far they time travel in, in episode seven. Yeah, I mean we know it's not like we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. They announce it, I think, in the episodes uh, what the year is sometimes. So. We'll see. Was that anything else about this episode, or should we, we wrap it up? Here? Uh, don't kiss your cousin. If you if you listen to this episode and you, you just, yeah, if you if you listen to this episode and you've kissed your cousin, shoot us a tweet. <laughs> yeah, is it normal? Have do people pressure you into that? Yeah, if we have listeners in the UK that were born in the 1890s, there's no listener alive today that was born in the 1890s. I promise you that. <laughs> but I mean, maybe this is something we should look into. Yeah, maybe it's not worth our time, <laughs> but we are curious. <laughs> yeah. uh, yep. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll catch you next time on the Lords of Grantham podcast. Yeah, you know what to do. Follow us on the Twitter, like us on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes. If you leave us a five star review, you get your name entered to win two tickets to the Downton Abbey, Downton Abbey exhibition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you want to go, you know, obviously. Tweet us, yeah. Comment, and we're we're going email to, us, Lord DeGrantham at Gmail. Yeah, we're going to get on the gram. We're going to get on Instagram. So, uh, look, we're we're everywhere. We're, we're trying to be everywhere. Yeah. We, you know, big big ups. Thank you to everybody on on Reddit who has been a fan. We've got a lot of love from the Downton Abbey subreddit. Love the upvotes. Love the upvotes. You guys are great, and uh, keep tuning in. We'll catch yeah. you next time. Well, finale next week. Finale. Be oh, ready. <laughs>